Hi guys, welcome to the Try a New Frequency with Amber podcast. My name is Amber Chanel and I'll be your host. My podcast is for anyone who loves music videos and living a life of synchronicities. A focus will be on music videos from back in the day when MTV actually played music videos. My goal is to help challenge old ways of thinking, to have an open discussion about music videos and to connect it to our current reality. I live a life full of daily synchronicities and would love to have you join me on my journey. And I'll also be bringing on spiritual experts to interview. So let's have fun, listen to great music, and raise the frequency in our lives. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Super, super stoked. So we're in the new year. Happy New Year's, everyone. I've got a great friend of mine. She's one of my besties. Katie, you are on with me today. Welcome. Hi. I was super excited to have you on first. And secondly, you picked an awesome song, everyone. She's taken us back to December 1st of 97. The song that we're going to do is Janet Jackson, and it's Together Again. To start out with, it was filmed in Tanzania. So I that was the first thing I wanted to know. I'm like, where is this beautiful location that they're filming this at? So with it starting in the desert, that's what stood out to me first and foremost that I had to figure out Katie I'm excited to hear what stood out to you first and foremost and kind of why you chose the song well I chose the song because first of all the beat it's very upbeat and it puts you in a feel-good mood and when you're talking about something like this when you, you lost somebody and you can't wait to have them back and you're looking forward to seeing them again one day you get sad and depressed and this the song is just upbeat and happy and don't worry one day we are going to be together you know totally get it that's what i thought she made a magical experience out of something so full of sorrow and grief and darkness that nobody can say that they're not at least smiling or happy i feel in the song yeah Definitely. I I hear that song and I start dancing, even though I'm sad and I miss my loved ones. You can't help, but yeah, one day we're going to be together again. Exactly. This one was a lyrical powerhouse to me. The lyrics stood out. I mean, the video was amazing, but the lyrics definitely. were, Were there any in particular that stood out most to you? Yeah, there was a few. When she feels that she doesn't belong, she draws strength from memories, telling herself to hold on to those memories and keep that strength alive that they had provided for you because they're not gone. They're still there providing. Absolutely. And I feel like people need to turn it more into a celebration of life. I know people look at death. I mean, it's sad. You're you're losing that physical presence. But clearly what this podcast even about and why I started it is go on that soul journey, that spiritual journey uh, to knowing that, yes, it sucks losing the physical vessel, I should say, in the human experience. But to remember that people that have passed are still with us. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, I looked up what she actually wanted to kind of relay in the this actual music video and everything that I saw pointed to she lost a lot of friends with AIDS 
And so that was really her symbolism in this music video and wanting to remember, you know, their times together. Mm -hmm. And it was so weird. I think about back then AIDS was so prominent and discussed and I don't feel like it's discussed as much these days. No, I never hear about it anymore. And it's something that needs to be talked about. Absolutely. Hey, let's focus on COVID and not mm-hmm. other elements out there. Right. We won't go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> so the lyrics that stood out the most to me, one little section in particular was everywhere I go, every smile I see, I know you're there smiling back at me dancing in moonlight. I know you are free because I can see your star shining down on me. That was the next thing I had written down. That one stood out to you? Definitely, yes. To me, it really spoke to the significance. When I take my dog out for a walk, I I think I've spoke about this on the podcast before. And I know I've told some friends that, you know, I kind of look at it as this is our stage. The moon being the light shining down on us Mm -hmm. for all to see, especially at nighttime. That's when the moon comes out. I know you, Katie, have had some significance with the moon, if you want to discuss that at all. We talk about astrology quite a bit. We do. Sure. My son passed, and he, one of the things that I had asked you, Amber, was, what are you doing now? What are you up to? And he said that he was just hanging out on the moon, and they like to party over there, and I can totally see it all. Oh, for sure. And I know when he comes through, I mean, it's clear as day. I think me, you and grandma were all on the phone that one time together. Could totally see it. Can't can't even explain the scenarios that we've had with the moon. And it's a feel good. It's not a sad moment. No, definitely. You know, as hard of a topic and situation, it brings back feel goods. So I think that's important for us to stress to others. The crazy thing is we were all in different locations and we were all looking at the moon at the same time. (laughs) Yes. And like taking a video and taking photos, it was neat because wasn't there an orb? I remember if I remember right. Yeah, there was. That's what I thought. I'm like, wonder if I go back through my photos, if I'll have photos of that, maybe I'll share in the show notes. But that is beautiful. Thanks for sharing uh, your story because I think it'll help so many other parents that have lost a a child, the things that you've went through and you're so strong. Thank you. And also dancing in the moonlight, it's like recharging your soul. Absolutely. I couldn't have said that better. I'm still learning. The spiritual journey, no one can say they have it complete besides God himself or herself, whatever God ends up being fully out there. But the moon. And I never realized, I mean, I did over the years on the calendar, it says full moon, mm-hmm. half moon. It has all these different moon symbols on it. I never thought to look into it until now and mm-hmm. people will follow it. So I really want to, that's something this year I'm going to dig more into. Oh yeah. There's so many different phases of the moon that help you with so many different phases of your life. And the cycles of the moon 
are actually helping you through certain situations in your life. So I thought that was pretty powerful. That was a pretty powerful lyric. Oh, for sure. And those that aren't into the woo-woo, I always like to say when we get talking about the moon or astrology, because people will say, you know, which side of the brain are you, you know, when you're woo-woo, when you're more logical, whatnot. The oldest science is astrology. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important for people to remember that, that that was before all of our current day scientific symbolisms out there. So now that we've touched on, you know, some of the lyrics, I mean, were there any other lyrics that stood out for you or any other symbols? One of the biggest symbols was the radiating smile she had on her face throughout the entire music video. Because her words, she's knowing, she's knowing that you're going to be together again. So it was like a subliminal message to the viewers. She was confident. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about that. No, definitely not. And her smile did speak all throughout. And what's funny is even on YouTube, you know, I share the link with everybody in the show notes. A lot of people will say that they, they noticed that. And how they ended up smiling, even though it was a sad situation that had went on. But the Mm -hmm. video, even to current date, is helping those that have lost someone. Musical, upbeat, uh, connection back. Yeah. Now, what stood out to me, probably the most, if we go away from the lyrics, Katie, is the symbolism of the animals. So the elephants, the giraffes, you know, the wildcats, all amongst humans. Mm-hmm. people don't always envision that you know they think dogs can you know more of the domesticated animals yeah and I found that to be huge because I will tell you what I would have been shitting myself sitting next to a black panther <laughs> I think we all would have so I looked up then some symbolism okay always have to go there because I know that she pieced it together and those that did the video with certain animals. Mm-hmm. There were certain ones used because they weren't using ostrich. They weren't using, you know, certain animals, but they did use specific ones. One stood out first was a giraffe. In that area, what's wild is a national animal there in Tanzania is the giraffe. And the giraffe, basically the symbol is linked to the balance between the head and heart. Okay. And drafts are considered spiritual and divine messengers. So with the video, I felt like she was trying to relay that they are the spirit animal that teaches us lessons. And the lessons that are supposed to teach us is about living, being humble, and having faith in ourselves. And that you can help yourself on your journey to achieve your full potential. Do you see that in the video? I do. I definitely see that. And it's totally true. You can help yourself. Oh, absolutely. And I learned this. We've talked about this plenty, telepathy Mm -hmm. and communicating by just a look and through the nonverbal. Giraffes actually communicate through postures during the day. And then at night, they use a soft hum. That's awesome. Isn't it? And so I think that, you know, they say when someone loses their sense of smell or their taste or their hearing that they pick up other senses a little more yeah it makes those senses stronger 
Yeah. I'm just, it makes me think more, you know, if someone's born with a certain, you know, comes into this existence, whatever one wants to believe if we choose it or not choose it. But if it does heighten the others that we're able to communicate on a completely different level. Oh, definitely. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. It's fun when I think about that because I had no idea drafts communicated that way. I didn't either, honestly. No, and at the zoo, you see them, you know, the long necks you see, and they're just eating and chill. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of cracked me up. The other, the next one that stood out was the one I referenced before, though. The Black Panther girl, like I said, I would have been freaked out. They were as chill and cool. And so it made me wonder if there was a green screen or something going on there for them to be sitting, or these animals have been trained so well. Mm-hmm. Can you take a guess what the Black Panther symbolized? No. So. The Black Panther is a power animal, and basically it draws your attention to your feminine power, which is great and made me excited, but it's also a symbol of death. Really? And- I really wouldn't have guessed that. If I would have guessed anything, it would have been strength. Yeah, the feminine the spirit. But no, it's bringing back the dead, uh, a symbol of death, like the lost soul on the path, somehow bringing those that have passed back that are lost on their path that totally makes sense now but it only makes sense now that you say that with the black cats even those those are domesticated cats oh wow that just hit me hard yeah black because people say there's a stigma behind black cats Uh (laughs) uh-huh They affiliate that with the Halloween. Yeah. There's more to it. Let's hear it. There's always more to it, though. No, but I'm just saying there's always more to the hidden elements behind the symbolism there with the black cat, you know, domesticated or not. But you know what's wild is that makes me think I've got a black puggle. And when I was researching, because I wanted to get a black dog, I wear black all the time. And I was like, this would be perfect. I won't have hair showing on me everywhere. They were saying that black dogs are like the highest to being euthanized. People don't want them. Stigma affiliated, yeah, with the black. Huh. And here I am with uh, two black cats in my house. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> See, so me and you don't believe, I don't believe fully in that uh, stigma. No, I do believe in spirit guides, spirit animals. But the stigma that an animal of one color could bring you bad luck is just a little too far-fetched for me. I I could not agree more. And I'm going to, this is going to be wild. So you're going to see me go away from the the animals onto more of a uh, biblical, which I don't normally reference biblical. No, you don't. But I will here because we're trying to bring everyone together, spiritual, religion, all that stuff. So biblical with the word dreadlocks <laughs> i knew you're gonna laugh go there with me all I'm right going. so you see people wearing dreadlocks so that stood out in the video yeah dreadlocks actually date back to ancient egypt and in the bible they believed in, and i thought this would be spiritual but in the bible they believe nodding or locking of the hair keeps power in the body preventing it from escaping through the head. And it comes from the biblical story of Samson. Blew my mind. 
So what's the story behind that? Because I'm not familiar with that one. I'm not either. I'm like, I just saw it here. Let's, let's actually look this up because now I want to know. Your sister has dreads, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. You have to ask her now <laughs> if she to. knows of this. <laughs> I mean, maybe in some kind of like voodoo type way. <laughs> right, right. But not in the Bible, no. It made me look just real quick on Google to see what some of the stories were there with it. And it says, when we hear of Samson's locks, we only hear of Samson and Delilah. But that's only one half of a five-chapter story. It says Samson was of a people called Nazarites. Then he shall let the locks of the hair of his head grow. This would suggest that not only Samson, but all the Nazarite people had locks. Going in more detail, it discusses... Dreadlocks are not a sin by biblical standards. It says, in fact, they are mentioned a few times in the Bible, most notably in Judges 16, where it revealed that Samson had seven locks. As a man who had taken the Nazarite vow, his locks showed his commitment or separation unto the Lord. Seven locks. I'm just trying to picture a person with dreadlocks and then to have seven of them. Uh, the other part of the Bible, just real quick, because we'll talk about that, is this the closest thing to dreadlocks in the Bible also references Leviticus 19.27, which says, you shall not round off the hair on your temples or mar the edges of your beard. Different Jewish groups have various interpretations of what that means, but it generally refers to side locks allowing the hair above the forward of the ears. Okay. So there we go. Everyone's learning a little bit uh, (laughs) here with us today. (laughs) What piqued my interest is when you said that he had seven locks. So I'm just looking at the angel number seven, and it says that it is about developing your personal spirituality and encouraging others to do the same. That's beautiful. That was pretty cool. I think that just answers everything. There's significance in all numbers. And you know me and yourself. Angel numbers are huge. You, it also says you are encouraged to set a positive example for others and inspire them to seek their own passions and life's purpose. Divine timing. Yeah. So what we're doing, we're here speaking about it because I'm not anti-religion. I'm not anti-spirituality. I'm pro both. I'm pro Mm -hmm. everyone coming together. We're all one. (laughs) I just looked up the spiritual meaning of dreadlocks because that's where I clearly thought was the significance. And that spiritual, they basically give and signify the spiritual intent, natural and supernatural powers in our statement of nonviolent nonconformity and socialistic values and solidarity with less fortunate or oppressed minorities. And to some dreadlocks can be a way to hold on to good spiritual energy and the use of chakras. I think that makes pretty good sense. For sure. I've contemplated recently in my spiritual journey doing dreadlocks, but that wouldn't bide well in one half of my career. Yeah. (laughs) No, I don't think it would. No, I don't think my employer would, would value that too much. <laughs> I'm wondering your take on uh, one thing that stood out again was rays of light from the sky. And my impression are like beams that they're coming down. 
And I always thought this as a kid growing up. So I'm just going to bring it up now that I was like, that's a, a guide to heaven. Like God's bringing down a light, especially when I had a family member pass away or loved one. I see that and be like, oh, that's their guide to God, to heaven. What's your take on the rays of light? The rays of light. I could see where you were going with that. I think uh, as children, we all have that sense. I also feel like it could be gifts given, gifts coming down, being sent down, whether it be healing or a spiritual gift or love, light, happiness, anything we really need at that moment. I like your view on it. And that brought then into the thought of a rainbow for me, how people always wonder what's on the other side of the rainbow. They think it's a pot of gold or something precious. That Mm -hmm. totally makes sense. It's a gift. Beautiful gift. Yes, absolutely. I I just scratched my head, y'all, because I'm like, why did I make notation of this? But I did. So I'm like, we're going to talk about it. So I was like, why are they using walking canes? Like or walking sticks, I should say, in the desert. When I looked it up, they said, so not only would it be maintaining proper footing, but it can be used as an alarm system. Yeah, you, you think of this. And I can't make this up because I did the research on it. And they were saying that rattlesnakes, that if they were walking up, you know, through the desert, that when the stick made contact with the rattlesnake, it would vibrate. Okay. And alert them to danger. Well, I think it'd be if, with a stick, unless that stick was super, super huge. But you do see some of those back in the day, the sticks were way longer than the body. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Isn't that wild? When you first said sticks, I was thinking of the AIDS being weak and just helping them along. There's more strength to it. Yeah. To clear a path. Right. Whether that be weak, you know, or something, you know, more vicious, it would be a protection versus, for example, a machete, which would make a lot of sound. Mm -hmm. Carrying that around wouldn't draw attention to them. No, it wouldn't. So the last thing that stood out to me was at the very end of the song, when she said that she can hear messages from her loved ones and she's happy that they're not in pain and they don't have worries. And that doesn't mean that she's psychic and she can actually hear them. It's the knowing. Those little thoughts that come into your brain and you're just like, wow, I know that they're okay because she can feel her departed loved ones at times. And I feel like we all can as much as people try and play it off. Like, oh, that was just something that happens. I couldn't agree more. And I think it's the mindset. You think about this. Yes. Grief hard. Cannot don't like thinking about it. Nobody likes to grieve the loss of a relationship, a loss of anyone of significance, a death. It's very, very hard. But if someone wants to continue to live that mindset of darkness and the end, and there's nothing more, all they're going to have is a bleak outlook and negative impression on what is after, and they'll never get 
you know what I'm saying? None none of the positive things are going to go on where by having that outlook, the positive outlook, the outlook, you know, an acceptance of our reality, we increase our vibration, which is going to increase our synchronicities and going to allow us to have more of those experiences where if we lower our vibration and our frequency and stay dark, we're not going to see that as much. And what kind of life is that to live? It's not, it's not a life. I've been down that path. I've let grief get the best of me. And I've also got up and fought it and turned on the Janet Jackson song and felt better and continued to keep positive thoughts in my head. But then the next day, somebody will say something and you're like, that's not even from you. That's from my departed loved ones. Because you would ask them, do you even know what that movie quote was? And they were like, no, I don't know. I've never seen it. And I'm like, well, (laughs) my departed loved one knows. And I know that was a message from them. It's all in how you look at it. And people ask, how do you live a life of synchronicity? Well, it's being open to being present to noticing those types of things. You know, I lived on autopilot for many, many years where life just kind of passed. And I thought very negative thoughts a lot because of things that had happened in my past as a child. And until I worked through those and had my big spiritual awakening, it was like being present is where the fun's at. Yes, it is. The power. And now, you know, you can sit there and be all like upset, depressed, you know, look back, look back, look back. And you can also stress yourself out and think in the future, but I hate to say this, nobody could have prepared for COVID and I hate to bring that up, but like nobody, you can be as prepared as you want. And I get it. You know, you have to have some money built up, you know, some things in place so you can keep surviving. But I think planning this whole 10, 15, 20 years out and stressing out over it. Yeah. Doesn't help. It doesn't help anybody. You really, you have to live in the moment. And sometimes those moments are of extreme joy. And sometimes you do turn your head to look back and you snap into a spit of sadness. But really being and focusing on the present moment is where it's at because you can catch COVID. You can survive COVID. You can be healed from it. And then all of a sudden, boom, you get into a car accident. So what is the point in worrying about the future obviously you want to be semi-prepared but don't over prepare just keep living in the moment well yeah because otherwise you're not getting to you think you're going to get to enjoy something down the road that you may never get to enjoy when you could be doing it in the present moment with those you love that are here yes yes I like that, that we're discussing this. It makes me go back to one of my past episodes, Ironic by Alanis Morissette, where she talks about the different scenarios that ha- she's like, win the lottery and then you die the next day. You know that I know, song, that's right? one of my favorite songs. I love it. Yes, everyone go back and listen to the episode, Ironic. It was my first actual solo cast. That's awesome. Isn't it? I'm intrigued to know which episode that is now that I'm thinking about it. Check it out. No. <laughs> Funny. It's, it's episode six. Episode seven was want to dance with somebody. Uh, Whitney Houston, which either way, those are both awesome songs. Yes. 
Now, did you notice the last thing that really stood out to me that I was like, holy cow, I need your take on this. And I'm wondering what other people's takes are. So feel free, everyone, write it in the comment section, send me an email, message me, let me know what you think. You'll see, and it took me a few times of watching it before I I stopped it. And I was like, holy cow, is that two Janet Jacksons? She's literally hugging another version of herself. I don't remember seeing that. You have to be really present. She is actually, if you stop, it is her hugging herself. I'm going to go back and watch that. Isn't that cool? But for me, it, I felt like she was trying to reference with that, the love and support for all of our parts of ourselves, and to really accept the inner child. So no, it wasn't a child version of her. It was literally her at the same age. And to me, I found that very unique, but to loving though, and supporting all of those parts of where you are in your current reality. You know what? I do remember that part. It's towards the end, right? Yes. Yes. And what just came to mind right now was the yin and the yang, the light and the dark, the happy and the sad. (laughs) You referenced my favorite thing you know being a Taoist is the duality and the yin and the yang I didn't even think about that Katie seriously amazing and you know that made me think more about Michael Jackson her brother Uh I know we know he battled through some different things and he was such a a wonderful soul that's all Mm -hmm. I can say is he was mistreated so poorly and each person's going to have their own take on what they will. But I know his heart was always in it for the right reasons. He was a good person. And you know, that song, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. I think there was more than just race and skin color with that. I think he was talking about the duality of darkness and light. Yeah, definitely. With Janet, I'm intrigued. I may tag Janet in this. I really wonder her take on what her brother thoughts were in that from that music video and her impression on this song of together again now that her brother has actually passed I really want to say that they did do an interview I seen with Janet and Michael for some reason I recall them sitting down doing an interview together about that song what's the song called that they did together Michael and Janet. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Scream. It's Scream. And that leads into that music video, I believe, was all black and white. And they are referencing um, the injustice, lies, and the whole system. Socks, they actually say that. And uh, peek in the shadow, come into the light. You tell me I'm wrong, then you better prove you're right. You're selling out souls, but I care about mine. I've got to get stronger and I won't give up the fight. Those are just some keywords out of the lyrics with Scream. So those two together, unstoppable. Yes. Oh, they totally are. Brilliant minds, those Jacksons. They are definitely brilliant. I will say that. Maybe that'll be a future episode. We'll have to go over a Scream or I'll bring someone else on for that one because they're definitely going to bring you on again. That would be awesome. Now, there was lots of dancing, Katie, throughout the song. And obviously with my business, with trying new frequency, I'm always about the vibration, the frequency, keeping things going, um, moving, staying upbeat, keeping that frequency. 
I, I really think I want to leave people with what are they doing to increase their frequency? What are they doing to keep their light shining? Are they taking the time to recharge when it's necessary? Because you can't run on E all the time. How would you answer that question? I'm going to say no. People are constantly asking, how can I raise my frequency? What is my frequency? Like it's some number that can be measured with an app on your phone. (laughs) And I find it a little funny, but for the most part, I find it sad. I find it sad because they'll ask the question and they're expecting a number to pop up. like. It's floating above their head or something. They can just scan their body and the number pops up. Raising your vibration and raising your frequency is all about doing what makes you happy. Because when you find happiness in life, you radiate that out to others. And it's not a number and it's nothing that can be measured. It's measured by how you treat others and When you walk into a room, you can see who the sad people are, who the happy people are. And it's not that that life isn't sad and, you know, you want to raise at work and you want this and you want that, but your thoughts become your actions. So if you start telling yourself to expect those things, you'll get them. They'll come. I love that you say that it is all about, and I think it's fun on the journey. I'll tell you what, when my frequency is the highest, I'm in my sole purpose. People will be like, when you're doing mediumship readings, like literally I am though, I'm connected so much to source and it's not a dark and it's always about light and love and giving people peace of mind and clarity. And I'll say that, you know, in the reviews, when people listen or list out, you know, their reviews, that is for myself when I'm in my highest frequency, I can't imagine I'm going to find out more soul purpose things. But, you know, I think it's enjoying the gifts that we are given. We can suppress those gifts. Like if you would have talked to me three years ago and said, Amber, you're going to be a, a psychic medium. I still have the the term of psychic. I don't like to say, (laughs) (laughs) but medium, I would have been like, girl, I don't know. You know, this is people ask, you know, how did I get into this? I'm like the spiritual awakening. Clearly I always had the gift and I know I had it in my past life. So everything just came forward and it's the right time to be able to use it and it's using it for the right purpose. And I feel like, you know, there are in any industry, there's always going to be negative. I mean, from doctors to government, to lawyers, to restaurant owners, there's always going to be corrupt people, corrupt things, you know, that come about, but you don't want to look at that. You got to look at the positives and really allow yourself to use the gifts that you're given. Cause if you suppress them again, you're going to stay more in the darkness and it's all about finding that healthy balance. It definitely is. But it's about finding that balance within yourself. I never used to play an instrument or do artwork or listen to podcasts. (laughs) I never used to do any of that stuff. I didn't even have time to sit down and read a book because I was so hyper-focused on life. 
bills, grocery shopping, work, school, appointments, that I was almost overdoing things a lot of times. And don't get me wrong, it helps. Like my credit score is awesome because of it. But <laughs> you know what? Now Amen to that. <laughs> I'm just gonna let that credit score sit and I'm gonna enjoy what I wanna do. You put a great spin on that. Katie, I always ask a question at the end typically, but I feel like, and I haven't prepped you for this, but that you've got a good quote, something that stands out to you that you, if you do to share with everyone. My best and easiest quote that I tell people all day long is just breathe. It's very simple, but during conversations, you can hear the tone in their voice start to ramp up and you can see their facial expressions start to tighten. Either it's worried or it's angry and I'll look at them and I say, just breathe. And they stop for a few seconds and look at me and they instantly calm down. Let's leave everybody with that. Just breathe. Breathe in and breathe out. No, I will not be doing a meditation. I'm too hyped up always to do that. I can listen to them, but you don't want to hear my voice on meditation. You might get excited, too much energy. But Katie, I love that. Yes, just breathe everyone. And I'm going to put that in the show notes as well as a reminder. Thank you so much for coming on and joining me. Thank you, Amber. Yes, I'm going to be bringing you on again, lady. So everyone, until the next time, I'm sending out light and love. Stay well and God bless. God bless. If you've enjoyed spending time with me today, I'd love it if you'd subscribe to my podcast. You'll find links in the show notes to items discussed during the podcast. Check out the Try A New Frequency website for my top daily music video. I love hearing from all of you. Feel free to send me an email to tryanewfrequency at gmail.com.